It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today we're discussing episode 10 of Doctor Who season 11, The Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. In this episode, the Doctor faces an old enemy, a new old enemy, Yes, stands with her girl, and Ryan saves his only remaining family from himself. This is the finale, which kind of sucks because it's only been 10 episodes, but... Um... And someone was like, someone in my mentions earlier today was like and they promised us it would be 50 minute episodes and i counted the last one it was 47 and i was like listen <laughs> i can't the the facts don't lie if it was 47 then we were shorted and we were cheated and That's i fun. think that they owe us 15 episodes next season since we have to wait till 2020 anyway so yeah you know I think this, they this episode felt this episode felt long to me but that's i also kept getting interrupted so it's mm. probably mostly not long and not long in a bad way it just mm-hmm. took me hella long to finish the episode <laughs> i want to jump on the bandwagon of complaining that we're not getting any 2019 episodes but then i was looking at it and it's literally we have to wait like four months longer and that's not that bad like it, oh, it's a full year without who well we have like the new year's episode and then nothing but it's not it's not terrible you know yeah i just don't i and this like makes me mad too because like my normal like fangirl would be like fuck this give me my who i want all the who but there's so many negative white boys complaining (laughs) about everything that I feel the need to, like, stand up for the show in this Gotcha. Moment. I understand that part. And this, and in that similar way, it's just, like, this is my, like, one, like, I want more of it. So, because right. I want them to be mad. Like, they're happy about this. Because it's like, well, it sucked anyway. So, like, yeah, go off for a year so you can get it right and, like, re- represent me more or whatever. I don't know what they're saying because I've been ag- trying to ignore it the best I can. So, no, I understand, but I understand that because I, I feel that about other things where it's just, like, other things, including probably parts of this episode where it's just, like, no, that wasn't bad, but it's mostly just because I want to defend it from all the people who think it was bad. Yeah. I get that. And I I mostly <laughs> am just, like, I'm just like it I don't so care bad. that they think it's bad. It's funny to... I I ignore it or I try to ignore it because it can easily become infuriating. But like hearing about it is hilarious because like wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I think for the most part it's been funny because there was like one tweet where they were talking about how season eleven is such a fall from season ten, and then I was just really like, was I on drugs? Like what? Like what? Season yeah. 10, and I was, like, literally having that, like, oh, wow, we live in different worlds. Like, they're yeah. just 
no accounting for taste, but like also like objective <laughs> truth no longer exists. <laughs> then like they were saying like, oh, well, maybe it won't come back at all or people will forget about it or like the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, with actors and true, like right. you other other things pop up. And then, but the other thing is, this just head. happened. Like, we can't act like they didn't take a year off not two years ago, and nothing right. weird happened. And it was Moffat that time, and there was right. nothing weird that right. happened. So I feel like worrying about it doesn't really make sense. It feels like they, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't feel like this was an unplanned situation. Sure, yeah. it feels like they decided that they were going to take that time. Sure, like it doesn't yeah. feel like a oh, it was going to be this and it got pushed back. It's just like now nah, we're taking the year. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I just want more of this. Well, yeah, I mean, wait so much longer. But it also it doesn't mean it it doesn't doesn't mean that it's not coming back. Yeah, doesn't mean that it's just four months of production schedule, which is like my thing. It's like, you know, because with a lot of like entertainment properties, when they move back the premiere dates, it's usually like, oh god, like they have to do some rewrites or some like they haven't done any of that. Like it's just a pure scheduling don't let the fanboys fool you they're, they're not trying to fix things they haven't even started they haven't right. even started for yeah. sure and i mean i totally get it because like again like i definitely want more but i'm also i think i'm just kind of like i don't know i'm in like of two minds where waiting a year seems like a lot but there's also just a lot of stuff happening next year to the point where like <laughs> i'm gonna miss doctor who but i'm not <laughs> because Game of Thrones is happening. There's Star Wars. There's mar- all the Marvel shit. There's like yeah. so many other things happening in every so... single month of the year that like if Doctor Who isn't on, like cool, I can take a breath. Like, right, we're gonna be you so know what I mean? Not, and I'm not even honestly like I'm happy there. We're getting a longer time. It's just like it's nice. It's like okay, cool. I, I get can, a break. Like, I yeah. Like my brain is like no, give me more. My body is like wow, that's great. <laughs> Because I'm not because the rest of it is just gonna be more like people are gonna be dying from ice dragons and Thanos is coming back and fucking I don't know what's going on with Kylo Ren and them, but like there's a lot of stuff that's about to happen in twenty nineteen and so I just feel like if if one of them decides, if the doctor says, Hey, I'm gonna take a break, I'm gonna let you take a break. Shield comes back next year. I don't even know what's going on with them. Like there's just a lot. And I just think that sometimes we have to just think about ourselves. You know, um, in our holistic self-care. I alternate between being like, no, more who? And being like, actually, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I don't. <laughs> Not right now. Sure. Like, I, I want really, it, but I don't I need it. Got it. You know, it's like the TARDIS. Like, they're, the TARDIS is like, you don't it'll need come, me right now. Right, it'll come when we need I'm it I'm going to come when you need me most. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's happening. I just hope that there is a... Um, New Year's Day 2020 episode. That'll yeah. make me, that'll distract me because the year without who still had the Christmases. And mm-hmm. so I think that'll, that'll make me feel better. And I, I'm fine with not knowing about it now. But now that I've thought of it, that's yeah. what I hope for. happened. <laughs> the only yeah. thing no, about I the think that would be specials good. that I really need is that by that point in time, I just need some nerd, like a, a break, some nerd shit that no one else in my family is into. So I can go hide for an hour. Oh. And they'll just be like, oh, yeah, Robin's doing that nerdy stuff. Oh. And yeah, it's like an no. acceptable time. 
No, they've abandoned you this Christmas. <laughs> they've abandoned you to your family this Christmas. <laughs> like, I have to continue to socialize? Just you tell, can't give me an hour. But you can just tell them that it's on and just watch That's it rerun true. and go upstairs. Doctor Who's on. It's on. <laughs> BRP. And then just watch it. Just watch one and they won't know Watch the an old one. <laughs> they will have no idea. So. Anyway. The Battle of Ranskor Afkolos. So we start kind of in the, like, in the beginning, we get, you know, they open with what we find out later are the Ux, and we kind of get them kind of talking about their faith, which is a running theme throughout the episode. One of the Ux is Bay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. He yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. And they got him a good little, they didn't, they didn't go for a wig. They said, we're going to put these, uh, these faux locks in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it looked better they than were. some other TV. It did. That's so. what I'm saying. Like Ooh. they did a good job. They did yeah. what they did their due diligence. They said yeah. you're gonna sit in this chair for a second. <laughs> yeah, and he was cute, mm-hmm. and he was and he was powerful. And we see the Ux kind of like building things with their minds, and then this thing appears, and then we go back into the and then we go into the future like three thousand years, and we're with our folks. My question that. I- I don't think there's an answer to, but it kind of came up with like the ghost monument ah. in terms of like, did, were the doctor and co traveling across just time? I mean, just space or was it also time because of the 3000 years difference? Like he's been there. The stence has been there yeah. for 3000 years. He has been there, but so it's not so clear about his, if he his got teleported. Thingy. Yeah. I don't know if he got tor- yeah. teleported 3000 years back and then just lived that 3000 years and, when they arrived, it was parallel to when he left, you know, like, yeah, in terms of like how long they left him, how long they, it's mm-hmm. been since they left him or what. So I was just, it doesn't actually matter towards anything, but just a curious thing since we, since you mentioned like, there's technically a time jump. Yeah. The I think the, the Stenza episodes have not, I mean, obviously not the Stenza episodes. The first one obviously was in the present, but like the ghost monument and then this one, oh, it, yeah. the time the time wasn't clear. Oh, I love a good um, is yes, this is the this is the one we were talking about it in. A a good um triple. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had a dream about oh no, I think I said that I had a dream about it last time we talked about a good triple <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, so they so they um the doctor kinda like they get this distress call, or they get nine different distress calls. And so the doctor's like, well, guess we're going to do that. And Graham has a moment where he's like, do we have to? And she's like, nah, but we're going to. Like, I don't know why you're, like, we've been rolling me for here. Yeah. I also love that she said, like, how are other many people have been passing it up? So mm-hmm. it's not us who? Yeah. And I was like, way to make me feel things, Doc. Yeah, that was a, a, a great point that, I don't know, the show always makes of, like, there's always someone in trouble and there are probably other people who've made the decision the doctor won't make of not of passing it by. Right. Yeah. Like we don't know how long they've been waiting for someone to actually answer this call. So, mm-hmm. so they, they land and they land on this planet and they meet this dude who it has dementia basically or space dementia. Um, as Nicole, AKA black TARDIS said, yeah, so basically he he they're they're in this thing. I can't remember what the doctor called it, but there's like some neuro stuff happening where the atmosphere is messing with your mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of science mumbo jumbo 
um, I don't even know if it's actual science. It's just doctor nah, science. special science. Um, and so, the, so it's messing with their minds. So like all of the, like the doctor and her friends have these like neurobalancers to help them not have an issue. Um, but the rest of the people don't have that. So when they meet, um, what's his name again? Baratheon. Yes, Robert Baratheon. Baratheon. <laughs> uh, when when they meet him, he's like, I don't know my name, I don't know who you are. Like he's he's just kind of like I. He Doreen. He did Dory. <laughs> he Doreen. He was just like, wait, who are you again? Where am I? Why are we here? And the doctor's like, hmm, let me hand you one of these transmitters real quick because you probably need it. And then very clearly we get Tim Shaw again, or very quickly we get Tim Shaw again. Listen, Which Tim was the moment. Tim Shaw's on his Vader. He said, I got the breathing tube. I've been exiled. Yeah. I'm still a boss. I got these two apprentices. And I'm like, that's Sithy. He loves destroying planets. And I was like, listen, I, it's been a year without Star Wars. And we're about to have a year without who. So, like, maybe they're just taking turns. And they're just borrowing elements from each other. Because, like, I was like, this is some Vader mess right here. It was. He I was did think like, Vader when I first oh. heard him. When I heard All the breathing, I, think- I was like... All I could think was she's about to take this goddamn mask off. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's all I had. I was like, I'm really appreciating that he has this mask and he's about to take this goddamn mask off and it's been a thousand years and who knows? Who knows? And what, I really hate, what I really hate about when he takes his mask off, though, is so the close. angles, the camera so angles. So I was like, we know the teeth are there. We have, we have done We've this already. We've met him before. Like, mm-hmm. back up. Back off, bro. Like, just ease up a little bit. Like, no. why are you so close up on no, his face? It was probably closer so, on his face this time than it was in the first episode. Yeah, and I'm like, can we diversify the angles, please? Because I just don't need to see this. When he put it back on, I was like, ooh, thank God. And then I was like, that's not going to stay on very long because we know oh. him. The reveal. He just likes to show the doctor what he's working with, and it's not much. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Like, uh, I love that he was on some "it's your fault" nonsense, and I was just like, Tim so Shaw, you reach. have to be such a white dude right now." Yeah, you, wait, you made me reach. do this, really? Okay, is this what we're doing? But actually, now that I think about it, this makes a point that I was gonna like. It brings up a point that I was gonna make earlier, but it doesn't really matter because it kind of works. Um, so there's like two separate or three-ish separate callbacks to the Doctor and, like, her personal character development over at least the course of New Who. And this is actually less character development and just plot things, like all the stolen planets. Mm -hmm. I got, like, mad Journeys in callbacks, and I was just fine to have those for myself. And then she, like, explicitly said, like, and I was like, oh, yay! So that made me happy. (laughs) But then I was thinking about, so I was thinking about um, that moment where, at the end, where Yaz is like, they're trying to figure out how they're going to save the Ux and save Earth. And the Yaz is like, it's two people versus seven billion, right? And like that, like which one makes more sense to save? And the Doctor doesn't even have, like we, we had that, it was like that whole plot of the day of the Doctor and like the whole, you know what I mean? It was often a thing that kept coming up for the Doctor. It's like, do I, I mean, it was, uh, what is it? The fires of Pompeii, like it often mm-hmm. would come up where he's like, what do I do? And what's this, like this choice that I'm going to have to make. And in this situation, she doesn't even consider it as a choice. Like Gaz says it. And she's like, we're going to save them both anyway. Like she doesn't even like have, she doesn't even have the moment where like, what do I do? Or do I choose? Or how do I choose? And then come to the conclusion. She's just immediately at the conclusion that she's going to do it. But like, there's no question of, 
it's, of that, if that makes sense. Well, it felt to me like the choice was sacrifice. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? So, like, it wasn't a choice of... I don't. It, I didn't feel like her choice was to save both. I felt like... Oh, you mean in terms of the Ux. Yeah, I mean in terms of saving versus... the Ux as opposed to Earth. Oh, okay. because and I think that she and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that in other situations or in the past, they like he the Doctor would have had this like really angsty like speech <laughs> about it, or his like face would have looked really like grumpy and he'd have been <laughs> really upset. Then okay. he might have like screamed at someone real quick, and then he would have made a des- his decision, or he would have come to the conclusion that he could save both. But like, mm-hmm. it would have been a lot of work. Whereas, like, Yaz yeah, said that thing, and then the doctor was like, "Okay, so then I think we can maybe do this." Like, she immediately was sure. just still working through oh, solutions okay. as opposed to taking that time to be like, "What do I do?" Yeah. She was like, "I just have to figure out what to do," and I'm not considering that like choosing one or the other as an option. Oh, okay, no, I was uh, reading that scene not thinking of the ux. And just thinking of the doctor and Yaz making the personal choice to not like neither of them had a had a uh, care about their own personal safety. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, well, obviously, we're just going to do this thing. But for me, it yeah, I wasn't I, I agree with what you're saying, but I wasn't thinking of it in terms of the Ux being the two. I was thinking of it, about it of being Yaz and the doctor as the two and their immediate choice was self-sacrifice. Like they didn't, there was no like, well, I don't know yet. Like Same. it was more about Yaz making that decision. The doctor kind of, I think right. one, and I think it was on her making that decision and like mm-hmm. be, it being so fast. And she didn't like try to talk her out of it of like, no, you don't count. Like this has got to be me, which I think is also a thing the doctor does often of like, it's got to be me. I'm the one who can save everyone. I'm the only one. And in this case, the doctor had someone to rely on and didn't fight it. Um, which but I, I think it was, was happening on two too. levels because mm-hmm. I don't think that like because in that situation the doctor kept saying if we disconnect them they'll die right so like in terms of who's actually gonna die I think it was specifically the ux yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I also and then going back to what Robin was saying about Tim Shock like saying oh this is your fault doctor that's one of those other things that have been like hammered into the ground like the whole <laughs> the doctor the whole like a good man goes to war the whole the doctor is a soldier arc like those things where it's like look at all these people that you've made into like warriors and all that kind of stuff and in this right. case she's like nah it's not my fault the fuck like that's all on you like you I don't know man I've read earth. recently Tripid. that people really miss the doctor as a sociopath <laughs> see I mean I did read that also and as well yeah. um so but I, yeah, I so feel like I think, that could have been a disappointing part of the season. For maybe. And, and that's good. That's unfortunate for them. I think that for me, I liked it because it felt like care. Like we've talked about like not getting a lot of character development for the doctor in this particular season, like, you know, like contained. But I do think that they're paying attention to the ways and the, like the things that were brought up in the past without like being really explicit about it mm-hmm. um, in a way that makes it feel like, okay, yeah, she's, X number of years old at this point, she's gone through all that stuff. And it doesn't, that doesn't say that that doesn't mean that she won't at some point, like maybe come back to that depending on what happens. But at this point, she's kind of beyond that and has moved on to a different, but it's, you know, it just feels like it's building on stuff from 10 and 11 and 12. Yeah. Because Uh, I think that's the thing that Moffat did not do was like Moffat did character development, very encased in the season (laughs) that he was in. Um, right, and especially yeah. in his, like, his arc, like, with him... It's why he's so repetitive. With, yeah, mm-hmm. true. And, like, with him, when there was one... When there was a new Doctor, it was, like, slate's clean. 
like not even between like when when it was like season five with between RTD and Moffat, like I kind of got that, right? You like you're gonna have a new feel, a new look, and whatever. But then it was like, oh, so wait, did the thing that happened that you wrote about a year ago <laughs> no longer matter? Which is to me is annoying because the doctor is this like timeless, you know singular being that has singular beings. <laughs> and if we're invested in her in their in their story, all of the doctors, if we're invested in their story then we're invested in the whole arc of the story. And yeah, there are things like that come up that I don't catch and people will be like, Oh, that's some classic who, you know, I still appreciate that they do that because it's like, yeah, this show has been on since the sixties. So like, she's going to like think fondly about the time that they saved all the planets and moved them all back. She like one time the TARDIS towed the planets back into the right spot. Like, she should be thinking fondly on that, and that should be something that she's thinking about. Because she's like, "I did it once before." You're the yeah, very concrete. that like the doctor yeah. knows what they're doing. So like, if she's remembering what happened, like, oh, I can do it again, right? And right. like, she still had that moment of like, probably, yeah, sure, I'm clever, I can do this, <laughs> which I appreciate because it's also still very ten. So it's like she was thinking of who she was then, like from that specific memory. Of, like, yeah. the person that she was then. It's not, right, like you're saying, like, even the cl- callbacks to Classic Who that I don't know and don't catch make sense. And Moffat was just like, none of that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, only the things that I wrote in the RTD era happened. And so that's all you get. And that didn't really make sense because it's just like the Doctor changes their personality. The show changes its personality but it's still one show. It's still one person. Yeah. So, like, the memories of what happened before should remain. And it's also, like, part of the beauty of Doctor Who, right? It could very easily become, like, an American Horror Story anthology type of show where mm-hmm. every new season there's a, you know, that that didn't exist. Yeah. We have new mm-hmm. characters, same actors, right? But it's not. It's right. decidedly not that. And so to pretend like it is is just, like, that's not, that's, that's no fun. So, Graham. Yeah, the stuns is back, and our oyster cracker need, wants to grab an oyster knife and shank Tim Shaw. <laughs> he was like, yo, so Doc, let me holler at you for a second. So this guy... I loved this scene. Because <laughs> I loved how, like, he was just like, you could see it, like, they panned to him when he first, like, when yeah. they, everyone realized who it was, and like, he had that look coming. like, I'm a merc this motherfucker. And you knew, you knew that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doc looked at him, but then was like, no, I'm just, you know, he's, he's going to know better. Mm-hmm. She's like, you okay? It doesn't matter if you're okay. Cause you're going to do the right thing. You okay? And he no looked matter. at her. Be okay. Yeah. And he looked at her like, mm, mm. questionable. And then was like, listen, let me before we take a, a step further, <laughs> let me holler at you. I don't need your approval. I don't need your help. All I'm asking is if, am I going to get a ride back to Sheffield? And she, and she was, was like, like mm-hmm. you do this. You cannot travel with me. And he's like, will all I? right. Will I drop right. you back? You going to drop me back off? These are questions. <laughs> will I drop you back home? I don't know about that. It's like, I said, you cannot travel with me. Me taking you home? Technically, traveling. that's traveling. So <laughs> out of bounds. But anyway, I like that there is continual, you know, like this whole season's like one-on-one, blah, 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 every episode 
um, is singularly confined, but at least the character development is consistent. And I appreciate that, you know, we just came off this episode where Graham had to see Grace again, and it was the right amounts of annoying, but also had that, you know, extra level of like, all right, I guess I feel things now um, for Graham. (laughs) And I appreciate that it happened right before this episode. Like, the, the timing of it was obviously very purposeful because you can see it makes it all the more sense why he would feel this way and why he would be so in his feelings and so revengeful mm-hmm. because he had just he has just seen grace and like just been like brought up all those memories of why she's again. gone mm-hmm. and so it's like oh this guy's back all right it's time it's time to go and he's been so hufflepuff all season and this is when his honey badger comes out. He's just like, where's the gun at? I need it. <laughs> I liked it. Um, and I guess we'll save like Ryan and Graham and their sure. thing for Ryan Rance in general. Um, I think it still continues to fall into the into the trap we were talking about last week where a, it, a lot of it is focused on Graham. But like, again, what was like, we don't really get Ryan's reaction to seeing, to seeing that it's Tim Shaw. And yeah. Other than to be like, Oh, is Graham going to like chill? Yeah. Um, yeah, and so Ryan that was have those same, like I under, I think I understand why he doesn't because they don't want two characters having the same emotions. Well, I don't but, think but, that he should have the same, no, right, I, I think that, I don't think that, it's like, the same reaction to sure, their emotions. Yeah, yeah. They should have the same emotions, but it shouldn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same, like, the same expression of those emotions or the same like actions. But that's what I'm saying is that I think that they maybe felt like having them both react in a similar way was repetitive, but I'm, yeah, I'm agreeing that like there would have been a way to show Ryan reacting that was different from what Graham did, like his interest in revenge. I'm fine with, Ryan not having an interest in revenge, but I would like would have liked more. I don't know, maybe explicit. Yeah, they should have just mentioned like him about yeah, that. like even when he's talking to Graham, it's, it's all about like, Graham. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like I think he might have said I miss her too, but like right. he doesn't say like I'm angry or you know or even say like I don't blame Tim Shaw, like. Because there's a conversation that was happening about, like, did Tim Shaw kill her? It's like, well, he, if he wouldn't have showed up, she wouldn't have been going after that Tangly monster. And mm-hmm. Tim Shaw created the Tangly monster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's right. a fact that he killed her. But, like, there could have been that where, to Ryan, like, he does not like Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw put Gran in the situation, but he doesn't actually blame him for her death. Like, that could have been... Yeah, the conversation Explored or some, or or he could have got to the point where he said like I've forgiven or you know what I mean like I'm sure. not I'm not looking for revenge I'm looking to like move forward and like make sure that our memories got like something yeah. but there was just yeah. no and, the, and I think honestly I think there were moments in their conversations where he almost hit at that mm-hmm. but because we didn't get that like development earlier on it didn't hit the way that I think that they wanted it to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because again, like y'all were saying, like the focus of the conversation was on Graham 
and not on both of them, it didn't hit the, like, there were certain things where he was like, Gran wouldn't want this, or like, the way that he was talking about it was very much about, like, her, and the way that she would react, and the way that she would do a thing, and because Gran was so kind of blinded by the fact that she was gone, he's very much putting his own... So he's like, she would just want to be alive, but it's like, okay, yeah, but she's not. So these are the things that she'd want in the case that we're in the situation we're in right now. Right. And I think that having Ryan be that voice, especially as someone who like does know Grace more than, and like for longer than Graham did, I think that having that as like a voice is important while also showing that he is also still grieving and may, and may even have some antagonistic, like, you know what I mean? Like he may also want to like punch Tim Shaw in the face at the very least. But like, you know, I think that he is also very much thinking about grace in a way that's, yeah, he just has a certain level of empathy for people where Graham very much in that moment was thinking about, he was thinking about grace, but he was also thinking about himself and his own anger that he had, which is a consistent character trait. And it makes sense. And I'm not even mad <laughs> no, at no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking yeah. very superficially um, the sandwich. It relates to the sandwich thing of, like, how hungry he is and how he's always thinking about, like, well, I need to eat. I'm worried about what I'm doing right now. Like, he's always very much in self-preservation mode, which now I'm like, is he a Hufflepuff with a secondary Slytherin? Um, because, it, you know, his emotions do always come back to his self above others and then he's like oh right but i do care but he does care about everyone else too so he does eventually get there he does get there it's just like his immediate instinct is like but sandwiches for me revenge for me and then he kind of considers everyone around him and like what ryan's feelings on the matter would be and ryan's uh perspective of grace and how that um influences his choice in the end too so like we talk about the fact that like ryan has known grace longer but I do think that they're, and, like, this is something that they should have done better. There's a, There are two different and distinct types of love going on there. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan knows Grace longer and he's grown up with Grace. But I don't think that Ryan knows Grace more than Graham does. Sure. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that, like, a grandmother and a caretaker is not sharing with the person that she's taking care of sure. in the same way that she's sharing with the person that she's, like, who's her partner in life, right? So, like, Ryan is never, was never, will never be Grace's partner, like, full partner. And so Mm -hmm. there's always things that Grace is going to, like, shield him from or not be as truthful with. So I do think that there is, like, I liked, I did like that exchange between Ryan and Graham and Graham Graham saying, you know what, what Grace would have liked is to be alive because it shows that, that they know, that they both know two different sides of grace Mm. and there there are things that graham knows about grace that ryan would never because as ryan's caregiver grace is going to always sacrifice like you know what i mean like like if 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 grace and ryan are walking down the street and a truck is coming she's gonna put herself in the way in like in between ryan and the truck if grace and Tim Shaw are walking down the street at a truck is coming. <laughs> Grace might just side eye the motherfucker and, and like step back or like push him a little bit. You know, you don't know. Sure. Because they'll, they'll and if, she and, if Grace and Graham are walking down the street, they might face the truck together. You know, like right. 
it's just going to be a difference in how she approaches things. That's a really good point. <sighs> I guess as her intimate partner, like, Which I Which is why I have to say it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't want to say it. No, it's totally not. It's but definitely it's not wrong. A but it's, good a good point. Point. it's a good point. It's so it, good yeah. point. But, and again, I think that, like you were saying, like, they should just, they, it's one of those things that they didn't show like they could have made that clearer or they could have like made it, but that you do that by also showing Ryan's actual grief. And they yes. don't really do that. Yes. Yes. Cause they don't have to tell us that, you know, in explicit words, like, yeah, I knew her differently than you. Cause we were married, but like there is a level of showing that they are doing, but it could have been heightened on Ryan's part. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot about like growth, you know, and like what we, wanted like character growth and what we want to see from Yav and what we want to see from Ryan. I really do think that Graham got an arc mm-hmm. this season that Ryan and Yav didn't get. Like I know I feel like I really know Ryan. I know his quirks. I know what he's into. I know how he'll react to certain things. I'm getting there with Yav. She's a little bit quieter. But I don't think that any that Yav or Ryan got a good through line. Like at the if you would have told me episode one that like Mm-hmm. Ryan dyspraxia was not gonna come up very much <laughs> yeah. after first time or like he like I like if you would have asked me what Ryan's story arc would have been after episode one I would have been like he's learning to believe in himself to have faith in himself and to like you know fully accept dyspraxia and move through the world with it without having Grace holding like holding his bicycle handles you know what I mean like not mm-hmm. having Grace there to like be his training wells anymore mm-hmm. that did not happen i mean i feel i do feel like that is true but it didn't happen in an arc form i still i i i agree with you while also saying that i feel like ryan at this point does travel through the world without he can't he is riding his bicycle in space it was, or whatever it was just less explicit that it, wasn't yeah. his it wasn't yeah. his yeah it was his development, but it wasn't his arc. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I, I just feel like, and this isn't a good or bad thing, but I feel like maybe this is just how I prefer stories and like long form TV TV shows to go down. Not saying that it's like the right way, but it's the way that I prefer it. I do like to see a through line in character development and character growth that is not like oh you get a little sprinkle here or you get a little sprinkle there and it's not it's kind of choppy like I, I get what you're saying and like yeah I could argue that that was Ryan's growth but there wasn't it wasn't written in a way that was like seamless or like mm-hmm. you know there weren't like moments throughout every episode where I'm seeing that happen and I I I just probably like to watch television where that is more explicit. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a symptom of them having so many characters yeah, to many characters. deal with. Um, I also think that like of of the three of them, like Graham and Ryan, definitely got the most development, and I think that like a part of their a part their arc is is the closest like tied to each other's, and so a part of Graham's is a part of is Ryan's. You know what I mean? And it's their relationship. Um, it has to do with their relationship with Grace which again is a little bit more one-sided than it should have been if this given that this is like the uh, the overall story they're trying to tell for this season. I think that in that case they both they they got it. They I think they both got it. Um I don't know like I I would say that like 
I don't know. I, I would say that like Ryan and Graham definitely got the most character development, but I feel like in the first few episodes, Graham didn't get all that much. Like he made like they went into the, what's it called? When they came back to the present and we met Yaz's uh, folks, like we got that moment with him. But then after that, we didn't really get very much until the last two episodes. So a lot of it was very much just like, you know, is Ryan going to dap him up? Is he going to call him granddad? Are they going to like be cool and not, you know, like it's a lot of it was very much about them becoming closer and not so much like them having separate arcs, if that makes sense. Yeah. I guess and I think, that I, the, I think that the finale focus was definitely on Graham, but then it being on Graham was still a focus on Ryan because a lot of it was about their relationship and how it's grown. And then what that kind of does for Graham's final decision. Yeah. I guess maybe it's character development is the wrong word. It's more character art. Like Graham's story was getting like his grief around grace and moving on and, like, building a new life without her. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was where all of the major parts of his story kind of hit, you know, of, like, focused on that. And I don't think that, like, there was a focus on the development for Ryan or Yaz in the same way, mm. if that makes better sense. Again, not saying that's good or bad. It's just a thing that I noticed that I kind of was, I miss. Because mm-hmm. I prefer it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the too many character issue. And I, yeah, I can't tell if I would want it every single time, but I think it would have been easier to see it if there was just one last person on the Dardis. <laughs> Graham could have popped in and out, as we've said. Um, on the plus side, though, now I feel like Graham has got his acceptance. He knows who he is. He's he can take accepted. A nap. He, can, he can catch them when they come back to Sheffield. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. Like, I kind of wish he had killed Tim. I really, for a hot second, I was like, maybe he is going to kill Tim Shaw. Shaw's going to be like, I got to drop you off. He's going to be like, that's fine. And then they just visit him occasionally. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's what's about to happen. And then I was like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. They but, weren't going to let it happen. <laughs> but it did spark my mind for just a hot second. Yeah. But, yes, if you said in the first episode what Yaz's story was going to be, I was like, she's going to want, you know, something with being a police officer and a leader and, like, finding herself as a leader. And none of that happened. Instead of that being Yaz's growth, her what she found was that she wanted to be with the doctor. <laughs> no matter what, down the end of the line. And that was her real purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is her real, new, true, one and only goal. Mm. With you to the end. And I and I like that. I just, I wish we had, I, it's a, that's one of the other things where I like, wish we'd gotten more. Like, we got a lot of like, Yaz and the doctor are like, great. And like, anytime, everywhere the doctor goes, Yaz is right there. And like, the doctor stands Yaz. Every time Yaz says something, she's like, you're the best thing since sliced bread. But, like, her saying that, like, I, I'll go wherever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm with you till whatever. I'm down, like, for anything. I'm staying here with you. I think, like, I liked it, and I was like, aw, but I think it would have hit much harder if we had gotten more of that, like, they didn't really put the more of their relationship for real, for real, um, beforehand. Like, I think that they did a lot of, like, hints or... They just are, like, best friends and they're walking. But they don't have any real, like, deep conversations. They don't have any moments like that. Like, the only person who really has 
like Ryan has that, those moments with Yaz and with Graham. And I think Graham maybe has one with the doctor. But other than that, like they don't have any of those like real like moments that then when Yaz says that, that would make us be like, oh, like, yeah, they're really doing this. You know what I mean? Mm. I always think about like, so when we see Donna meet the doctor for the first time in Runaway Bride and she's yelling at him. Um, and she's like, I think you need someone there because I think you need someone to stop you. And he's like kind of talking like they have that moment. I don't know why, but my brain right now is going to Eleven and Amy at Vincent and the doctor, which is way too late in their relationship. And I know that they had a moment before then. I think when she was telling him that she was getting married in the morning or something, they had like a mm. a moment. I mean, they had a moment, they all right. A moment. That was, right, but like, I mean... Not, I don't know if that's the moment you mean. I don't think that's the moment you mean. No, I mean, about. like, he was saying... Oh, no, no, no. It was it was when she couldn't open her eyes, and it wasn't him, because it yeah. was him and the thing, and I need you to trust me and the thing. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had that moment. Okay. In whatever timeline it worked, but it was kind of early in Amy's timeline with the doctor. Sure. And Rose and nine went through whatever the first big scary actually scary thing that they went through and he had to comfort her like you know what i mean like that was like her first thing with her yeah because i i feel like her first journey where she's like shit i just followed this dude the stranger into a box and now now i'm at the end of the earth literally yeah i'm watching earth final days and yeah but like i don't think that we got like we did get her saying to them um, when they asked if they could travel, like it's got to be scary. I can't always protect you. And like, but that was that was to everyone, and it wasn't. I mean, it was a personal and sweet moment, but it wasn't like a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm down the line with you because there, you have to also remember that like Ryan and Yaz went to school together, but they barely recognize each other, so they don't even you know what I mean. Like they yeah know each other either, so they're yeah. needed, they're. Definitely need to be more moments of, like, interpersonal, like, mm-hmm. this is why we're here. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think it's one thing for them as a group who kind of have these loose ties and went through this one experience together to be like, hey, let's do this and go through space. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, them as a group. So it's like, we are all here. But, like, if Yaz is suddenly not feeling it because there's been no, like, moment where the doctor has, like, affirmed her, then, like, mm-hmm. is she gonna feel stuck because she's with the group there's no like as you're saying like interpersonal for them to have this connection not just to the group but to each other individually like I think Yaz and Ryan I mean Yaz and Graham had that moment in Demons in the Punjab and obviously Ryan and both Yaz and Graham have had their individual moments but you're right I hadn't quite noticed that they don't have those same moments with the doctor like I think this was the first episode where the doctor and Graham have really had like Mm -hmm. a moment where it's just like this is us talking just about us and not just about like I'm talking to you but I'm talking about you know all y'all yeah (laughs) or I'm talking to you but we're talking about how we're about to you know make it through this craziness right yeah yeah yeah, it was like, it was cool. And I do really like that we had, again, we had the moment where, like, Yaz and the Doctor are the two who are off, like, saving the world while Graham and Ryan are more in, like, the caretaker role. Um, it's like a similar one to the Syringa conundrum. 
but it just yeah I think again it would have just hit harder if they had had like a if they had had that moment before so I'm hoping that like now that we have established who these people are they're very loose connections to each other they're very preliminary connections to each other that the next season really does focus on those deep dive moments between them where you know we kind of understand why the doctor likes each one of them as an individual beyond just like them being helpful and being um go-getters <laughs> yeah right. and having all turned up at the same time in the same right. train right like they just all happen to come together as a package deal but that doesn't mean you necessarily like every bit of the package and we know that she does but just having more even more of those like individual moments because there were a few it just there's so much going on that there's only time for a few and i get that you know we want to make sure that everybody kind of gets even play which we know that they didn't um with regards to yes especially but hopefully now that we've like done this like season of establishment we kind of like get to go in more because i do want to remember because (laughs) i mostly just want to remember that like everything that I've been upset with the trolls about <laughs> of like, we didn't mention this and the doctor didn't do that. It's just like, it's just their first season. Y'all like, calm down. It'll come. So I want to remember that for myself of the things that I just like, or it's just like, yeah. all right, unless it's like about representation, but like there are things where it's like, all right, I'm just going to be cool about yeah, it. Wait Cause see. again, yeah. so there, the, Ox had all, like, it was obviously a very religiously themed, they're not a a guest character, I guess is the word that I want, you know, with the themes of, like, creator and all the Jesus, there were just so many Jesus poses, just lots of, you know, sacrificial uh, (laughs) cross Mm -hmm. motifs. Um, Tim Shaw's The False God. The Ox just have a lot of just, like, God power that I'm... I don't know that I've seen a lot of on Doctor Who where I was just like, usually there's some sort of pseudoscience reason why some being has all this power to like create things from nothing essentially. Um, So I found it interesting that they had all this power and there was little explanation given to it, but I guess, you know, they're just building out uh, new mythologies, which so I'm fine with it in the sense of like, we'll probably see them again. And then... The other, the two things that were like the biggest for me in terms of like tying all the religious themes together, was um, you build, but he made you destroyers. That's no god, which is just like such a fire quote because you know, people in real life with religion, just forget that like most <laughs> gods, but especially the one that like people claim to serve in America, you know, all these like pseudo Christians, you know, kind of forget that like. You don't have to tear everything down for the God that you serve because, you know, Mm -hmm. part of the religion is that it's a God of love. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I really liked that sort of like affirmation um, that I could use in my like everyday faith. And then I just really just really love the double entendre with grace just because, you know, in the end, Ryan and Graham come to this conclusion of like Graham is able to not succumb to his vengeful nature and you know they kind of team up and are like okay so what are we gonna do with this fool all right let's put him in one of his own containers and keep him there forever and then the ux are like we doubled down don't worry we got you um and so i liked just that i guess it's less showed him grace and more showed him mercy and i'm trying to look up 
there's like a good uh, phrasing for differentiating differentiating the two, where it's just like mercy is being delivered from judgment, but grace is extending kindness to the unworthy. So I really like that they showed him grace. In mm. that. It's just, you know, kind of on the nose, but in a way that I liked. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that made it. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that that made it a, more powerful than if they had just killed him. Mm-hmm. Also, just you know, like beating him at his own game, like haha, now you're preserved. So, hot, like <laughs> sucks for you, sucks to suck. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate that. I think the thing with the Ux is, and them having like all of this power is that uh, I think a part of it, and I don't know, like maybe in the future they'll explain it more. But I think one of the reasons I liked that they didn't is because it was their faith that kind of kept them from. You know what I mean? Like, they, they kind of, they stayed on that planet. They didn't travel places. They weren't, like, out here just building shit and trying to, like, start empires and doing all this stuff. They're just, like, this is, it's, like, it's a part of our faith, and we do it. They're building this shrine is in as, like, a testament to their faith and not necessarily, and then, and then uh, Tim Shaw pops up, and then that kind of derails it. And even when they're, like, following his orders, they don't necessarily like it, but then they're, like, we this is what, you know what I mean? Like they're believing that this is what they have been like working towards, whether they knew that that's what it was because a lot at the beginning, their whole, like the kind of tenet of their faith is that the more that you learn, the less that you realize that, you know. And so at this point they're like, we don't know anything essentially. And so we're following him because he clearly is, he's the creator. And so he knows. So that's, they're kind of like putting that. And I think that like giving a species and like giving someone that much power and then also giving them that faith kind of balances it so that yeah. they're not just like wowing out all, all the way, all the time, you know? Yeah. So I kind of appreciated that like balance. Their power, I guess. Yeah. Which I think yeah. will help, will make it is what will make it interesting if we see them again, because now they don't have that. <laughs> they don't have that limitation, I guess. So maybe. Well, I mean, it seemed it seemed like at the end, like they were then just going to extend that to the unit, right? Because they're kind of realizing like yeah. there's an entire universe we haven't seen. So then maybe they just continue their kind of pilgrimage mm-hmm. outside of just one particular planet. Yeah. So it's like then you kind of spread your faith in a different way, mm-hmm. or just like in a way that they haven't really done um, as well. So. Yeah, but I also think it would be interesting and, like, a similar, not in, not a similar, but, like, kind of a similar, like, we've met, I met you once in this circumstance, and then the next time I meet you, you've completely changed and evolved, um, and how did you get there? So I actually wouldn't be surprised if, like, she ran into these ux, maybe, and I'm, yeah, if she ran into these ux again, and it's like, oh no, they've gone wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would be interesting, but also I wonder... So there are only ever two of them, and so I wonder if it's always just these two. And you know, the myth has been like there are only ever two, but the rule is just is just always been these two. Or if how they, you know, I don't know if recruits the right word, but it doesn't seem like they really die. So I'm curious what their recruitment standards are and how they come up. I with mean, it could also just be procreation, and maybe it's not like like they could. They're aliens, so it could be some, like, amoeba-type shit, or 
You know what I mean? Like, like, they're they're saying, like, how do they, like, does one of them die in order for that to, you know, like, those are the, yeah, the yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, could be I like have, a, In terms of, like, yeah. what. They reminded me of the Q continuum. If you, you know, none of you watch Star Trek, but the Q continuum, like, you can be made a Q and they can strip you of your Q power, mm. but they're just, like, these, like, ever omnipresent. They're these very powerful beings. Are there, um, how many are there? We don't know. Uh, we only really see one who's really fucking. An- what well, we see, I think we see two. Mm. One of whom is really fucking annoying and abuses his power a lot and is obsessed with the um, crew of the Starship Enterprise. But one time he gets his um, power stripped away from him because they're like by the other Q. By the other Q because they're like you keep fucking up. Yeah, that would be curious because there were only two of them, and if they did have that power, Homie Delph would have been like, girl. You got to go. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't trust this man, and you trust him too much, so peace out. Like, I feel like that would just be a war between the two of them. But I feel like, I also feel like, I at least I got the vibe that, like, she was his apprentice, or, like, or she was teaching him. Yes. Um, she was like, she kept being, like, what I felt. Mm-hmm. now it's time, now it's this. So I think that it's more like they kind of, <laughs> kind of like a Mormon pilgrimage where the two of them go off. You know, like, they all, you know, go across and they walk the planet and stuff, but, like, it's it's in groups of two. Mm. But what I, what I Ooh, what am interested in... Ooh, what are two out there? Sorry. Yeah, like, mm. there's, you know, like, they're different, they're you on different missions. there are only ever two, but it's, like, just pairs of two that people keep running into. <laughs> yeah, pairs of two. Yeah. Um, on, their, on their mission. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that I'm interested in, if we see them again, is... Like you said, like how do their travels change them and things? But also, are they more faith? Or do they have more faith or less? Like how is their travel? At the end of their travels, right? Yeah, right. Because if or the line is that the more knowledge you have, the less you know, the they're gonna leave this planet and amass more knowledge, which is very tree of life. It's very <laughs> Eden. Um, so that's why that's but that's what sparked the idea is like Bayana bringing that line back and being like. And me thinking, like, well, now that they're going off, you know, it'd be really interesting if, like, the next time the Doctor sees them, maybe they're a villain or they're kind of in a morally dubious space because they've, like, traveled and, like, probably met some humans who (laughs) screwed them over Mm -hmm. and corrupted them. So I just wonder where corruption might come in and where... um, and if we see them again, would they have to be the same actors? It really just... Would they have to be the same actors? And so that's why I was asking, like... How would a new Ux come along? Because, you know, they could hire anyone and just come up with a reason for why there's a new person in the duo. Yeah. And also, I do, I did feel like she was teaching him, but I felt like he had more power, which was an interesting, like, leveling of the playing field to me. Um, It felt like he had more power just at the beginning, and then they kind of maybe leveled off by the end of the episode. But the doctor's like, hey, what's up? I ain't never been asked before. I just love how, how she, doing? like, fangirls. <laughs> like, before, that was great. And it gave me, like, 10 vibes. She always has um, 10 vibes, though. Whenever, <laughs> but I feel like there's, like, specific moments, sure, yeah, though. Yeah. Like, oh, where, like, the way that she kind of, what did she say? Oh, so she's like, she's like, go all the stuff. And then she's like, and also, and then she, like, has a long pause. And she's like, I forgot. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> 
but like that whole like moment the way she like ended that like it just felt very 10 to me yes for sure um but like obviously still very much her mm-hmm. um and i just love how she's totally fine with forgetting things she's just like oh that's gone it'll it's come not, to me it, later it'll it's come fine. back or it won't whatever who cares for a hot second she said congratulations and i thought she was like congratulations on having met me which i was like she's not that arrogant this time but still i had this hot second of like did she just tell them congratulations on them meeting her and then i remembered that like she was just congratulating them on on them being great yeah and then being hilarious just like congratulations on who you are as a person like wow yeah (laughs) which i really like great job that must be awesome (laughs) Ryan rant or yeah I mean I think Ryan is probably the most consistent of like the companions in terms of his like we kind of talked about this like he it's very clear that he has like they have his personality laid out so like Mm -hmm. he is the he like finds the little like GPS thing he's like picks it up he doesn't even you know he doesn't do checks. He doesn't like, <laughs> he doesn't, he's not like, hmm, maybe I'll be careful. He's just like, oh, what's this? Shiny oh, what? <laughs> like, so he, he's that, he asks a lot of questions. Like when the doctor is like, oh, I have bombs. And he's like, wait, but I thought that, you know. You would I, let me have a bomb? I have this whole lesson. You are new. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Things change. And also, also like, we're like not killing we anyone. We got one of the first, like, rules of the doctor mm-hmm. she was like don't quote me on that the rules change yeah and it's like the same conversation we've had before but super new where it's like just her phrasing of it. it's just like listen the rules might change as opposed to like i will lie to you like the way she's phrasing it is slightly different so i like that mm-hmm. it's the same thing just new terminology new ways to because it's it. not necessarily because it's not a lie it's mm-hmm. how she yeah because it's, it's at the very moment. much true in the moment mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then i think that like there was one moment I will say because a lot of this episode was very much about like we were talking about it was about Ryan and Graham and I generally like we knew the granddad thing was going to happen we knew they were going to be like we're family and whatever so I like have kind of made my peace with that um there was a there was one moment though and I could be just reading a lot into this to be honest um where he's trying to tell Graham to chill and again, when we're talking about like him, them arguing about what Grace would want. And she says, I'm telling you what she told me, be the better man. Mm-hmm. And like, on the one hand, I liked it. But then on the other hand, I thought about Rosa and him talking about like the context in which she would tell him that. And so then it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, mm. if that makes sense. Okay. Yes, but you have a still trap of a mind, and I don't think that the majority <laughs> of the people. No, and I don't think so either. Would have done that callback because I, I didn't. I don't, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think so I either. That's it. why I'm saying like it. I'm you know I'm bringing it to y'all to even because right. in my head I was just like wait, but isn't didn't she tell him that in a very specific context of like you know not getting killed by cops? Sure. You know, or like yeah, not like him controlling getting his, it, his yeah, anger, his and, controlling you know, his temper. Which I yeah. actually, in the And, like, not concept, saying it was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just was, like, uh, mm. You're passing along this very culturally yeah. specific It's, like, a very specific. Advice. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. To a person who doesn't necessarily need this advice in, uh... In that particular way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms, you know, bringing that back and, you know, Ryan's uh, lack of, I guess, uh, relationship to his grief... And his um, anger 
at maybe the um, the Stenza and at Tim Shaw for like what he did to Grace. I do feel like maybe I would have wanted, and I can't see. This is the thing is that I don't know. Always know if I would have wanted it because then it would have felt like telling and not showing. But I do. Maybe we could have gotten just a little bit of a reminder of that conversation because it was like seven episodes ago of the conversation that he has with Yaz about like you know Nan taught me how to control my temper, control myself, and that explain like that is the explanation for why he's so chill on the Stenza and on Tim, Tim Shaw for having done this because. You know, it's just something that he's learned to do in all aspects of his life because of what Grace taught him. But it was seven episodes ago. So I think that even just a brief reference to that context, like specifically him and his anger would have helped um, bring it all together in a better way. Um, That would have felt like Ryan would have had more like we would have felt like he had more growth or at least more expression of how he feels about the situation because I don't know that I necessarily needed growth because he had you know I feel just feel like he's dealt with it since the first episode but I think more expression of how he feels and that process I think yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and I think that you can um like grief is not a like oh I'm over it now like it mm-hmm, comes yeah. back it comes back in different forms and I think yeah. that that's something that they did better with Graham than they did with Ryan like Graham had episodes where he wasn't wallowing Mm -hmm. he came on the chart of saying like i need a distraction and so he had times when he was able and and leaned into the distraction of it all and it could be very well that ryan was leaning into the distraction but that doesn't mean that it doesn't show up again or especially in the face of like this is like the person who started the thing that led to my grandmother's death Mm um i want to personally call out ryan's yellow beanie the real MVP I of mean, this episode. <laughs> I don't remember when he put it on. A lifestyle. It was, it was like but it in, felt like it uh, was always there. and In your heart it has been with us all the long. All and the it should have never <laughs> but see, not the thing been for me, the, the thing for me is that I liked seeing him put it on. Like that's the thing. And it's not even just about Ryan. I just sometimes really enjoy characters on TV shows doing really mundane things because yeah. usually it's yeah. so always so heightened. And like sometimes I see a character in their house with their shoes on. I'm just like, that's not real. That's not realistic. So I like seeing characters in their socks, like just these mundane things where it's just like, no, that feels like an everyday thing. Like homie showed up on the planet and just felt his ears getting cold over time. They, you know, oh. he gets sucked up into an alien ship, and he's just like, wow, it's a little drafty in here. Let me just put this hat on real quick. And I just really enjoyed seeing that casual, very mundane action on, like, this big space, like, outer space TV show mm-hmm. in the middle of this planet, maybe in the future. I just really enjoyed that casual moment of just, like, and he put it on, like, opposite like he was holding the gun in one hand and he put it on like on the opposite side or whatever. And I was just like, I just really enjoy this casual beanie application. I was and just then thinking, the was a look, of course, I was, was just thinking, you know, I, I do say that the TARDIS is overcrowded, but like there is room for this yellow beanie. It was. There I is feel like, well, and now I feel like Yas needs a good hat because, you know, oh, Pil- yeah. Pilgram, the Pilgram hat. And now the beanie look, um, Yas needs a good hat and the doctor, you know, Rocks a good fez. Fez. I mean, I just also want to say, like, 
Tosin is doing a very good job because even in the moments where I want to just like roll my eyes, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, but you're doing such a good job. (laughs) But you're making me feel it. Yeah, he's selling this thing I don't want to buy. So well. But like, I'm buying it and I didn't want to. Because he said, yeah, I love you. But and like, thank you. He did the thank, you for, thank you for selling me this thing I didn't want to buy. <laughs> Thanks for it. I like. <laughs> he said, I love you, but then sucked his teeth and like turned his head to the side. And, his head, and I was just like. I was like that, it felt also very real. Like it just felt like, yeah. like my brother say, telling uh, yeah. me he loves me. Just like, I mean, I love you, I guess. Like you don't yeah. want to say it. But like you. There was like a very much like a. There was a lot of meaning into it, like in it, and he was very much like, "I want him to hear this." And then as soon as he said, he was like, "I can't believe I just said that shit." Like, wow. (laughs) It was like a very nice callback to last week's episode because it was like, "You need to hear this," and I feel it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I do feel this, but I'm not lying to you. I just Mm -hmm. would I would just rather we you know ignore it and not harp on about it, but. You know, since it seems like you really need this right now, I'm going to give it to you. So, yeah, I really liked that because I did kind of start to groan, but he made it so bearable and and Mm -hmm. also like in character. Yeah. So, yeah, he did a good job. And also, like I said last week, too, like I knew it was coming. So when it did come, I was I was prepared, I think. Yeah, I think it helped that, like, we knew it was coming, so we imagined how corny it would be, and then totally yeah. sold it, it on a level that wasn't where we imagined it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely was not as corny as I assumed it would be, which it wasn't, was... Yeah, it wasn't corny at all. Like, it definitely felt very real. It wasn't like, I love you, man. And then they didn't stare in each other's <laughs> eyes and music, and he was just like, wow, I can't believe I said that shit. Let's keep going. Let's forget <laughs> that, Let's forget that ever happened. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but then also, like, still, even though in his head he's like, I can't believe I said that out loud, like, he's still showing these things, right? Like, he yeah. goes off to make sure all the hostages are, are safe, and then he comes back to make sure grandma's good, right? Like, he, he's kind of like, he does, he did, he says it, but that, in that moment when he says that he loves him, like, the granddad thing, he said it, like, Robin was saying, just because he was like, obviously, Graham needs that, I'm gonna just hand it to him, whatever, it doesn't cost me anything. In that moment, he's like, no, I really don't want you to die doing something that's, like, unnecessary, and then also, like, they did do the fist bump, which was, like, yeah, I let that one go, too, because then Graham after was, like, so now what? And Ryan's, like, I need you to, I just need you to not. <laughs> just, just cool. I just need you to be cool. cooler. That's it. Cool. Now, now that's it. Now yeah. we're Also, there's nothing else. I will give Bradley Walsh credit for selling that, like, shock of, like, he, oh. he did it? Oh. Oh. Because he wasn't expecting it. And it was just, like, no. Oh, okay. I guess we're doing that now. Oh, oh okay. Sure. What's next? <laughs> He's like, nothing's next. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Um, and then we have the end moment when they're locking, the, both of them are locking Tim Shaw away. And it's the, it's like the time where they like finally, but this is like now they've teamed up. They've gone through all their things. Graham is granddad. He knows that, to, that Ryan loves him. Ryan's like, I did, I, I said the thing and I gave him the fist bump. And so now it's like they're moving on as a team. And it reminded me a lot more of what I was saying yesterday, yes, last week, last week, yesterday week, yesterday week. It reminds me a lot of what I was <laughs> saying last week, which is like, they are a family. It's not the grandfather, grandson relationship, at least, especially not, I don't think in Ryan's eyes, but they are fam mm-hmm. um, yeah. and they're family. And so like doing that and both, uh, both of them doing it together for grace and like, making sure that Tim knows Grace's name 
And, like, that's the last thing he hears before he gets frozen for however much longer. I think that that was also, like, a really great culmination. And I don't want to... And I I know that they're going to... We get both of them. Everyone comes back next season. I don't want to see this anymore. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think that in this... At this point, after that, then you just get... I don't know. I think you then just get their relationship and they, you know, I think that they bring up grace. I think it's important yeah. to still bring her up, but it's not a, like we're doing this for grace. And like, yeah. it's because I think the other thing too, is that now that that like arc has kind of been wrapped up. Um, I think that there still needs to be things that we take from it, but there are other relationships that we need to explore at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like Ryan can still call Graham granddad, but it's going to become a joke or, you know what I mean? It's going to be like the Geronimo-y type of, like, it, mm-hmm. that doesn't have to go away, but it doesn't have to be a very special moment. Right. Ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. yeah. Quotes from the TARDIS. You look in a bad way. Meanwhile, I've got a new coat. Which <laughs> I loved because she's like, listen, I'm showing off. I love the callback to the first episode where she's just like, oh, me and this raggedy old thing. All right, let me change. But it also meant a lot to me because I also got a new coat <laughs> in the last week. Um, Must be nice. Whatever. <laughs> you know, just like my new best friends at this elementary school uh, got me a, doctor, a 13th doctor coat. And it's clearly homemade from like before the coat came out like officially because it's like missing some pieces. But I'm just like, I got a new coat. Um, so great. I really felt the doctor on that line. I also liked the way that she like showed off her coat yes, it was very she 12 it. she flogged it was it. very 12 you know how 12 used to just like flip the bottom of his thing open and be like it's red you gotta show the bottoms you have to <laughs> and so i just like that she kind of did that even though there's nothing there's no lining she was just like but i got a coat though and it's she's stunning it on him she's stunning like, yeah whatever happened to doors don't aliens bother with doors and I just appreciate, I like moments where like the companions are kind of over, like they're ready to do what has to happen, but they're also kind of over some of the like ridiculousness of alien like, life. Of alien, yeah. They're just like, why are y'all doing this? Like this is extra and this so unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. You gave me my destiny. I love that because I feel like it was a very like literary kind of quote but when you think about it it's just like it's just another fuck boy being a fuck boy like no she didn't give you your destiny like you chose all this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah like he would like he was like giving her some poet poetic like i like how long have you been you write that down did you workshop that Mm -hmm. and then she was just like nah i reject that that's all you (laughs) Just in the foot, just to shut him up. Don't tell the doc she'll be livid. <laughs> I love that it. You know, just like don't tell. I I actually do like that. Also, of like the companions kind of keeping a secret from the doctor, where it's not not yeah. like a big deal secret, where it's like, oh no, the doctor's at some point gonna find out. But just like, she don't gotta know everything. Yeah, no, and I like, but I like that Ryan and me he was on some like, ooh, like he was like, you weren't supposed <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, nah, cool, it's fine, he's fine, it's just chill, it's he's fine. alive. Like, I just got a little bit, yeah, just just kind of shifted a little bit. <laughs> it's okay, it's not, but thank you. Um, I, I like that. There's no, 
it's the kind of transition from sorry to thank you, which I think is mm. interesting. I feel like that's like a meme that's going around Twitter or something of like, you know, just change your sorries. Like I'm yeah, sorry it is. being late and, and All the time. thank you for being patient for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for waiting. For and me. I, and I, and I, yeah, that's, that, that's what it reminded me of, but in not like a corny way. If that makes sense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just have to say that, like, I think that the sentiment of, like, saying thank you instead of sorry is, like, I, I, I understand the sentiment and I think that it's, like, important and I get it. But I think that, like, it could have been done in a way where we're just like, okay, we get it. She's a woman and now she says thank you. <laughs> She's trying to stop. You know what I mean? Like, it could have yeah, been, yeah. like, very heavy handed. But I think in this case, it was very much like, okay, like, it, it, it fit with what was happening in the moment. Yeah. And I just en- enjoy that she's consistently done that and that it's not new. It's just something the doctor's always done. Just, you know, mm. not maybe not as frequently or just maybe we're noticing it more. But like the doctor's always apologized. The doctor has said thank you before. <laughs> it's not because she's a woman. Anyway, yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, literally, <laughs> she's has said it less than Ted has. So, of course. <laughs> Well, Ted had to throw it in a couple times a, a, a sentence. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Anytime yeah. he was apologizing, he said sorry like three times. Like, I just want to make sure you know how sorry I am before I make you do some bullshit. Like, <laughs> so, so sorry. Come on, fam. I thought we weren't doing fam. I like it. That was very cheesy in a great way to me. Yeah. It was like. Trying it out. She's yeah. Like, Maybe one time it'll it'll feel right. But it also, like, I think very much, like, put the relationships and their roles into perspective. Like, she's going to keep trying, you know. Come on, fam. That's the doctor. Still, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it one more go. I thought we weren't doing fam in the way that Ryan, like, is, like, smiling, like, smirking while he says that. Because he's going to make fun of her about it. Mm-hmm. And then Yaz just being very earnestly, like, I like it. Because Yaz is like, I'm down with whatever she wants to do. However she wants to do it. it got the Although I believe in the people, witch. So. Exactly. And I remember, I think it was in Witch Finders where she was, like, where she said it. And they both kind of looked at her like, mm-mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is bad. So uh, the, 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 uh... You know, it reminds me of like sometimes like you have like those people who will say shit and you're just like, I'm gonna need you to not. But then eventually they just like wear you down. Like and you're like, okay, I feel like you just like, like with Yeah, I feel like you just like explained my entire relationship with you. But that's cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Keep your faith. Travel. Hopefully the universe will surprise you constantly. I just I just really like their team, guys. She's so Me nice too. and like thoughtful and hopeful and and uh, a surprise. <laughs> I also think like she like Jody is very great at doing that and and, and infuses it with a sense of um, eagerness mm. that maybe the other doctors don't have. But I really do believe that the other doctors maybe not mean Capaldi <laughs> had this had that same thing of just like hopefulness and and niceness and like I believe it was in all of them I feel like Jody's more earnest about it but yeah 12's entire last speech was just like be Be your best yeah like be kind and like yeah like I don't it's weird yeah it's just like constantly weird that like the things that Jody does as the doctor are like grating on people's nerves when like literally there's an example 
It's like there's a tweet for that in the real mm-hmm. situation, well, it's but it's like there's a doctor's like, moment for every single thing that she's done has been something that's been established before. Like this little speech at the end of the episode is literally what happened at the end of last season. Yeah, and it was also Twelve's like advice to her. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was his. Like that was where he was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't because he wasn't acting like that. Right. But by the end of his run, he's like, okay, this it is how I hope that like himself. we move forward, right? Like really? he's talking to himself to on how he hopes that yeah he'll move forward so justice for capaldi (laughs) and i do now that you've put it in that those terms and i guess this kind of goes into like my over one of my overall thoughts about the season so we can move into that is the way that the doctor so like the last it's happened the last few times where it's like 11 you know called clara to pass along a message to 12 and then um you know, the Doctor 12 has this big speech to himself, but really it was just Moffat writing this like BAFTA award nominee speech for Capaldi. But yeah. I do like the way that it has the speech that he gave literally informed who 13 is. So mm-hmm. I uh, I like that. And so, you know, there's always <laughs> there's like a thread going around, probably Tumblr, Twitter, one of them of like the ways in which like something happened with this doctor. And then that's why this doctor is that way of like nine was really sad, but had Rose. And so that's why 10 loves Rose so much. And like the way that the through line, like the doctor always passes something off to the next one. Um, and so I like that this speech, the speech that 12 gave kind of informs who 13 is and that like Bill's like colorful wardrobe has like passed on to 13. Like we're making the, you know, it's like not necessarily true. We're just like trying to put it together ourselves, but I really like the, the ways in which we can see, you know, they, they did, they're not like actually starting from a clean slate. There are through lines of like emotion that 12 has passed on to 13. So. Yeah. I like this season a lot. I'd probably have to watch all the seasons over again to figure out if it's my favorite because you know it's one of those things where it's like it's how I felt about season nine like I need to rewatch that one because I felt like coming off of season eight when season nine happened I was Mm. like this is so great this is amazing and so that's kind of how I feel about season 11 where I'm like and not to say that season 10 I wouldn't say all of season 10 was bad but it just overall left a bad taste in my mouth so it's hard to the, like coming into this and being like, wow, I like that episode and that ep-. like there's no episode in the season that I didn't like. Same. And like I may have had various like degrees of issues with them or I may have had like like I can already tell which ones I'll rewatch a billion times and which ones I'll probably not only because of like the tone of them, not necessarily because of the content. Yeah, I mean, I think that, honestly, I'm just really excited to be excited about Doctor Who. And so I think even though there there have been some misses, um, and like, I think that overall the trajectory that's going and, like, I, I like that we started optimistic and I can, like, end optimistic. Yeah, I'm just Whereas, glad like, to last... have ended a finale not confused. It's just really right. a good <laughs> That as well. Me. Yeah, I really... I. I, same. I don't really have much too much more to add to that. I feel like I really enjoyed the season. I really enjoyed what the choices that they made, some of the choices that I would have maybe done differently. I understood why they did them that way. And so that was also really important was like having that having that like there, there are times when you're like, I wouldn't have done it that way or like I didn't really like that choice. And then there are times where you're like, what? Why? How? How do we even get there? And it just like 
kind of knocks you out of the entire storyline, whether or not, like, it's me rewatching season six without my rose-colored glasses on, just like, mm-hmm. what? And I didn't get that in any of the episodes. Um, I might still feel that way about The Frog, but I get I haven't rewatched it to tell. <laughs> the Frog. The Frog, <laughs> even The Frog I got. No, the but frog you, and you liked it. Like, yeah, it tra- it tra- I understood it. Liked it and I, I mean, just... I didn't, I didn't, Ooh. I liked it because of how weird it was. Like, yeah. I, I understood the choice. Um, yeah. It wasn't like I, I'm, I'm not asking them to put frogs terrible CG episode. frogs in every episode. Yeah. They could uh, not. They could just, they could it was a moment in time. It was a, that yeah. It was a choice. And I'm not mad at the choice. I just am also not looking for that choice again. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that that is the, the takeaway that I have from this season in particular is that I feel um and again I have to like be cautiously optimistic but I still trust in the in the series again mm. which has always bit me in the ass so I need to like <laughs> be careful with that yeah. so yeah but I feel like there 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 were most mostly bright spots and even the spots that I thought were less bright I understood thank it. you guys so much thank you for enduring season yeah. Yeah. So check us out at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Use the hashtag Tarvis to talk Doctor Who things. Even in the off season, we will check it and we will use it. So you should use it too. Join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who, um, as well as other things. You can just, there's a forum on our website. You can see it on the homepage. We also have a community guidelines page that you can also sign it up, sign up through there. And then we'll just add you to it that way. There's different channels that aren't just about Doctor Who, but if you want to come for Doctor Who and stay for the Marvel and other things and Harry oh, Potter. The next and, thing on our minds. The next big, like, focus. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to stay for the other nerdy things, um, then you should do that. Rate interview us on iTunes. Um, and where other podcasts, where our podcasts are found, wherever you listen to us. Um, and Tarbis is a part of Hard Knock Media. We've joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including the podcast Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask By Girls, DC Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas, and That Moment. You can check out all of those podcasts at hardknocknocmedia.com. So once again, just thank you guys for listening to Tarbis Season 2. You can join us in January when we discuss the New Year's Day special, Resolution. I'm excited for the scarf. (laughs) And that's all I know, is that there's a scarf. There's a scarf. airing on New Year's Day, and I just hope that I feel better about it than I do most Christmas episodes. Maybe the change to New Year's will, like, (laughs) make me enjoy these episodes more. But we'll, it's possible. we'll come at you with one more and then we'll figure out what else to bring you. But keep your eyes on the Tarbis. Keep looking up for the Tarbis in the <laughs> skies, guys. Never know when the Tarbis will land. The black girls have the box. <laughs>